welcome to Offwatch, a podcast by the Ocean Race. Welcome to a special edition of Offwatch. I caught up earlier with Richard Bricius and Johan Salin and asked them about some of the big changes in store for the Ocean Race. Yeah, over the past months, we really focused on how can we improve the race for the future. And what's true is that since 1973, the Ocean Race has really been one of the toughest challenges there is in sport, really, if not the, the, the toughest. And winning teams through history has showed us that the one thing they have in common is that preparation, proper preparation is key to succeed. And we know now that we live in completely unprecedented times and we don't know what will happen in the future. And for sure, if anything is our first priority is with all those who now have been affected by, uh, by the pandemic and remains being affected. Uniquely as an international sporting competition with stops in six different continents, we really have a, a, a daily connection to what's happening. What is the reality of sailors, of teams, of cities and of partners? And we have now worked positively together with them over the past six months to develop a new plan, a stable plan, an improved future for the ocean race. And this has led to this, what we call the 10-year plan. This 10-year plan is really a map for everyone who is working with the ocean race, whether you're a sailor, a team or a city, to have stability and know that the next race will now happen. It will happen in 2022. So we sort of changed the calendar with one year, the start was supposed to be 21, it's going to be 22, the following one will be in 26, and the one after that will be in, in uh, 2030. So this provides improved opportunities for sailors, for teams, for cities and partners to do exactly what, what is needed to take on this challenge, to prepare properly. And, and it also gives uh, all our audience and our fans something really outstanding to look forward to in the coming years. So, okay, so as, as fans of the race, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to get to the next round the world start line. But um, with the announcement that you guys are making here with the calendar change, um, I don't think it will come as any surprise to people that, of course, you know, things are things are having to adjust to the situation. But. I understand there's also some talk and, 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 and Richard, I wonder if you can fill us in on this one as well. There's also some talk of maybe some sailing next summer, a sort of a, a mini race, a, you know, a European style uh, style event. What what I know it's not confirmed, but I'm quite excited about the prospect. What have you got in your mind? What are you trying to do? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 we call it the Ocean Race Europe. And this is really a vision that has been with us and a dream of many since a long, long, long time to have a race that's European-centric. And we imagine this as a race that is almost like a festival that brings people together in cities in Europe, that unite Europe, and uh, that, that really showcases the sport of sailing in the best possible way around Europe. And of course, you cannot compare it to the ocean race because this is a much lighter event. It's really joyful. You sail during the weeks and you come to a new city every weekend, a wonderful city in Europe. And we've already had this in plan to do it in between the round the world races. But our thinking was to do the first one in, in 23. But now we are intensely looking at doing a pilot or, or, well, we call it a pilot at this stage already next year in the summer of 2021. So, so we are, uh, we are really looking forward to 
doing some sailing, some ocean race class sailing already next summer in the European summer. Okay, I'm I'm gonna. Um, I was hoping to press you for a few more details, but I, I'm sure these things they're working in the background. So hopefully we can have you on again, and you can you can yeah, update us when that plan really comes. A, it's really a, an event that we want to co-create. So anyone who's seeing this, or please come with your input on how we can evolve this, what the content shall be like, and the race format to make it really thrilling. So so we are doing this together with our stakeholders and and teams and anyone really. So we welcome input. Okay, uh, get prepared for your inbox to be flooded with emails. Um, Johan, let me ask you then, obviously you're both uh, very familiar with the race. You know, you've both done the race back in the early 90s um, and it's changed since then, but of course you've been campaigning for teams as well. Johan, I'm interested from a technical point of view, I'm sure that there would have been a couple of things that you could have changed about the race to make it work with with the global situation by changing the start date what have you been able to keep the same host cities route wise what's it looking like for the next edition um our our intention is to keep the concept as as it is we think the we are in love with this event because it is what it is and and the, the fact of adding a bit more time in, in the exceptional times we live in at the moment to, to be, be, be able for everyone to be better prepared doesn't mean we are going to change the concept as such. I think the, we will look into some, some tweaks and uh, we're in discussions with the Mocha class on how we can make improvements for crude racing and how we can make sure that the fleet of Mocha boats will be easily convertible between single-handed and things like that but generally the, the concept around the world with with stops as we had already announced we we that that's the future of the event and long term things will evolve like they like they always do but this is the intention with this not at all to change the fundamental concept of the next edition so if you were excited about the race coming to your city th there's no change for the route it's still going ahead no there is no change planned and obviously we have to keep our radars on and see how the the covid 19 situation evolves if we have to adapt because of that but other than that the, the plan is to to uh, to stick to the original plan for for uh, the concept as such and then teams and stopover sponsors and all that so that's uh, Obviously, we, we are working uh, to develop the communication side from the boats. I think uh, it was it was a lot of interesting developments last time, and hopefully, we can we can get that going. So, as many fans as possible can can follow what is going to happen on the oceans. Um, I, I'm sure that a decision like this doesn't just get made in a day. I'm sure that both of you have had long conversations with stakeholders and teams. What with this extra year? that the teams that were going for this next start line, um, now that they've got an extra year of preparation, Johan, what, what are they going to be doing with that time? Because obviously the 65s are fairly ready to go. The Amokas take a lot of development. What are we likely as fans to see these teams doing? Yeah, no, the, the process we've had uh, during the last couple of weeks has been really 
interesting because of the discussion of changing the start date was not on any of our radars uh, like only three months ago. We had, nobody had even thought about it, but obviously the world is quite different now. And, and uh, But it's been really a really good process. And in the end, and also now with COVID-19 sort of dragging out a bit and there's still a lot of uncertainty, there is a really strong consensus actually. And all, all our stakeholders, whether it's host cities or partners or teams are, are really, really behind this. And for us, it's been a very, very positive process because we've had very good dialogues with all our stakeholders and, and the support for, for the event is, is very, very strong. So uh, it's, been, it's been super positive at the same time. It's difficult decisions and, and uh, a lot of uncertainty, but under the circumstances, we are very happy with where, where we are and, and the outcome of that process. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the race. So obviously it's, it's always difficult to know that you're going to have to wait longer for the start line to come. But but Richard, one of the things I wonder was, I remember when the Olympics uh, was postponed a year and the ocean race is relatively unique in terms of the amount of time that it demands from our sailors. Um, it seems like the, the, the new start, October 2022, fits in quite nicely. It fits in quite nicely now with the postponed Olympics seems to fit in quite nicely with maybe the Amokas as well. Yeah, definitely. So the, the change of the Olympics was one parameter that many of our stakeholders saw as uh, a driver for us to also change our calendar because many sailors who are doing the Olympics, they're also dreaming about uh, doing uh, the ocean race. Very few actually get a spot on the boat, but those that, uh, that, that, that does it, they don't want to miss this opportunity. And uh, it became just too tight between the Olympic Games and the start of the ocean race next year. But, um, and I think in, in terms of the calendar with us, the Olympic Games the one, and uh, other events, you know, we all adopt to each other. And let's see, maybe this, this uh, staggering now will work out um, even better from many perspectives, but we stand on our own feet in, 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 uh, in a very good way. So, so and we, we definitely, the important thing is we don't collide with any any of the other big events because that's not good for for anyone really but but it's what, what really happened here now which i realized as we speak is that we actually made what traditionally has been completely impossible in life we have added time to everyone's mm. uh, <laughs> everyone in the, the ocean race family suddenly here's a gift to you another year while for the audience obviously it's hard to wait another year but there's so much um, Good, good racing training, following the teams as they prepare. We'll have the Ocean Race Europe next year to follow. So I, I hope the audience will, will stay with us for another year and they can wait, expect a, a, a just an outstanding race. That's why we're doing this, because we want the next race to be the best ever. It's going to be finishing on our 50th anniversary, you know that, in 2023. And Richard, I mean, for the last few editions, certainly the last one, sustainability was, I mean, it was a huge part of what the race was doing. Is that going to be something that's going to be as important in future editions? Well, since 1973, again, looking after the ocean has really been part of the DNA of anyone sailing this race because you become one, one and the same with the ocean, both literally and, and mentally. So in the last edition, we really saw the sustainability program grow and, and, and start to really make a change. So when we got this very unique opportunity to carry the legacy forward of this race, you and I and, and the whole 
team at the Ocean Race, we sat down in Alicante up on the castle one early morning and, and looked at ourselves in the eyes and said, what are we here for? What is the purpose of, uh, of the Ocean Race, really? And it was anonymous that we are here not only to create the best race ever, but also to contribute to a healthier planet and a healthier ocean. So if we look forward now for the next 10 years, it's stronger than ever our purpose, which is to contribute to a healthier ocean. How we do that, that is done in many, many ways, which we will be happy to talk about in in a separate interview, if you're interested. (laughs) And I wonder for both of you who have put this together, um, I'm sure it's very personal, considering how long you've been involved with a race in as sailors, as campaign managers. Is there something that you just, you're really looking forward to showing to the public? Is there a particular part of the route? Is there, you know, is there something that you're like, oh, I can't, you know, we've made this decision, we've put this in. It's tough to wait an extra year, but oh, we can't wait to show this to the public. Richard, yeah, I think you. Yeah, you know, I think the the reality that you know and, and those who have really been on board, they know there is still so many untold stories from this race because it's just hard to tell the stories. And I think thanks to primarily technology and the way we evolved the rule and the work of the onboard reporters, I think we will see even more of the real stories coming out from the race boats in the next race. And and that's what, uh, what I think will surprise the audience in the end. And then we get faster connections and, and all that. So um, that, that's great. And I think the dynamics with the two classes will also add for the audience something, something very interesting because you have two, two fleets to follow and, and that adds to the dynamics. Uh, Johan, for, for you, is there, is there something? I mean, I'm, I know you're a bit of a fan of the, uh, you know, the Amokas and the speed. I mean, what is there about the next edition that you're personally looking forward to? Yeah, and I think you, you're right. I think the um, it, uh, the one designed the wheel 65s have certain qualities, and as we saw in the last edition, the close racing that they provided, that's fantastic. But I think adding the dimension with the Mocha class and the technology and the development that's going on in that class at the moment is is a new dimension which I think is important to the event. And I think as an event, we are unique in, in the world of sports to be able to, write, to provide a very strong combination of sustainability and technology. And I think that combination is, is really, really strong and, and, and um, makes us unique in, in the world of sports. So you're right. I think that, that is a new dimension. And, and uh, we just saw the Imoka class finishing the Bondi Arctic. And uh, they also provided really close racing, almost surprisingly close racing. With different designers and different point solutions, etc. So that that is a new dimension which hasn't been in the event now for the last couple of editions. So really looking forward to that. Oh, well, I, I, we had to put this together at the last minute. Um, you guys were very busy. I'm sure you're still very busy. So thank you very much for giving us a bit of an update. And I'm hoping that uh, in the not too distant future we can have you both back. Uh, as part of our Off Watch series. And you can not only talk about all the adventures that you guys had on the race when you were sailors, but also we can hear a little bit more about what you got planned for the next editions. Uh, there, you don't want to hear those stories. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers <laughs> <Never> them. <forgotten. laughs> all right, thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks Kyle. Man.